0: Welcome to another episode of the Covenant Community Kids Podcast. I am Jackie Jones.
1: I'm Evie Jones.
2: And And I'm Emmett. Hi! Sorry.
0: (laughs) No, that was
3: perfect.
2: (laughs) Okay, okay. We should
0: do that every time. (laughs) just have to introduce themselves. (laughs) No, thank you so much, Emmett Kuzno, for being here. We really appreciate
1: it.
2: Yeah, it's good to be here. Thanks for having me on.
1: So we were just chatting a little bit about how... You kind of came to hear about the podcast.
2: Yeah, um, I mean, I've known who your family is and stuff for probably my whole life. Yeah, <laughs> and so I, I think I I've, I've saw your podcast through the the Facebook group of like community nice. X and current members. Seems like it's mostly X members, but I think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> General vibe I get. Yeah, it's correct assumption.
0: <laughs> You're another uh, Ipsy local. It's been fun running into you around Ipsy. Yeah,
2: and I see you around every once in a while. Like, oh, yeah. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's always one of those funny things being in Ipsy of like recognizing so many people, but also being unsure of like, where are you at in your yes, totally. community journey? Yes. Totally. much should type I of...
3: say? Yeah.
1: Yeah. God. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> I know. I always felt that way. Like, when I would start seeing Rena around at the yeah. Blog oh yeah, and stuff, I was like, hmm yeah (laughs) this seems like things may have changed for you (laughs)
2: yeah yeah, exactly but it is it is always fun like running into people even if like it's like i don't know your first name i I know your family name and uh, exactly which one are are you you?
1: are you a jones yeah yeah yeah.
2: where in the line are you
1: (laughs) which of my siblings are you closest in age to? yeah (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) no that's so true it goes that way it's like Oh, okay. I was closer to so and so's yeah. age. So you I were the younger. I went to school sibling. with
2: your older sibling. And- yeah.
1: I remember my biggest memory of, well, there's a few of your family growing up, but you guys had the slide in your house. Yeah. That was, <laughs> you know, the, obviously yeah. core memory. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. Um, and then, yeah, Kathleen and Maureen used to babysit us all the time. Oh, nice. When we were little. Yeah. So, yeah, Kathleen was always like, I mean, Maureen was great, too. Kathleen was my favorite. (laughs)
2: Naturally,
3: she's... (laughs) Now the whole world knows. (laughs) Right, yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) And you guys grew up in Oakbrook, right? With all those Mm -hmm. other million other families. Yeah, the
0: Salanti community cluster, one of them.
2: (laughs) Right, yeah. Ours, there was only four houses on my street when I grew up, but I think all of them originally were community members, Oh wow! And then there's a okay. couple empty lots out there that were owned by other community members in hopes of building more of a little community enclave.
1: Yeah, because you guys had kind of like a farm, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. There's a fair yeah. amount of property out there, so it's a little yeah. spread out through the woods between neighbors. But again, all yeah, all that's community cool. people. So
1: <laughs> wow, I don't know if I realized that. Yeah, that's wild. Where did you go to middle school, Emmett?
2: Uh, I was actually homeschooled okay. until I was sixteen, and okay. then I went to uh, WCC has their their uh, high school WTMC program.
3: I
0: thought that so. I ended
2: up going to, so that was my first introduction to real school and wow. socialization.
0: Wow, <laughs> what was yeah. being homeschooled like?
2: Uh, if you don't mind,
0: just jumping yeah, right into that big.
2: It's definitely topic. one of those <laughs> those things of like. You think it's normal for a certain amount of your life and then you realize at some point that like no this isn't normal. People yeah. are looking like
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> most people don't drive a 15 passenger van. You
1: go to the grocery store, they ask why you're not in school. Yeah, what
2: are you doing at the zoo today? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> it's a field trip.
2: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was definitely one of those like it's not normal, but it it was normalized and
0: when it's your whole reality it's normal to you
2: yeah and you know most of a lot of people at church also were the same even if they weren't homeschooled same big family type of dynamic but from my understanding and it might just be because my parents are a little older and like sort of earlier in the community my mom was pretty early on in starting some of the homeschool group stuff or at least being involved yeah. with like early homeschool group in the community
1: yeah did she was she part of founding voyagers i
2: think so yeah okay and i know there yeah, was, that's what I
1: was trying to yeah
2: there was some sort of split with voyagers becoming explorers becoming oh, yeah, um that's what's right. the other one um
0: hsc or hsc hsc yeah, yeah 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 that's the homeschool co-op that i was involved in okay.
2: so the bougie one
1: yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah. with like professors yeah and, you know. yeah
2: people dress up to go there no cloaks allowed
1: oh there <laughs> were cloaks oh, okay. I, I gotta okay. correct Good. you there, there were no absolutely cloaks. many cloaks uh, <laughs> and duct tape swords yeah and yeah yes. you know you can't keep those out yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> the,
0: the elven cosplay was very much alive at hsc
2: <laughs> a lot of Tolkien heads yes
0: Um, for those who might not know because like for myself I have heard the name Voyagers um, and Explorers and you know was involved with HSC but do you mind giving us like just a little bit of background from your own understanding of like what those community homeschool co-ops were, were and what they were like
2: yeah so uh, I think Voyagers was more community At least the germ of it was community it was a lot of community homeschool families more moms and dads as the teachers in the classrooms and then as it it grew it seems like like the late 90s early 2000s there was much more of like a anti-public school pro-homeschool group of sort of in this area not necessarily affiliated with the community probably influenced to a different degree but there was less just community stuff, and there was more hired-in teachers, it seemed, of, mm-hmm. like, somebody who's a professional or, of like, somebody's dad who was an architect or something was going to come in and teach the class, not necessarily just, like, somebody with a parent with a book being like, well, I'm going to teach you biology. Yeah. So it, it definitely seems like it got maybe a little more legitimized as as time went on.
1: I think part of it too was that, like, the public schools in Ipsy weren't great, yeah. So,
2: and there was it was
1: limited options in that sense, anyway.
2: That was one thing I do remember of, like, even as a young kid, like once a year or something, we had to take a standardized test to send to the government to show that we were being educated and stuff.
0: Okay, yeah. And yeah. There
2: was some. It seemed like there was a, a little bit of resentment towards that of, like, what does the government know about raising my kids? <laughs>
1: yeah 100
2: percent. so that was still like an underlying thing of just like and i this it seems like a community thing uh i grew up going to christ the king and one of the lines that father had always said that stuck with me was this thing about like the world the flesh and the devil and oh my god yeah <laughs> whoa just wow okay uh <laughs> And so there was this, it seemed like, demonization of public schools and yeah. even just, like, secular culture in general, this mentality of, like, those people don't know what's up. Yeah. Like, they're right somehow lesser or uh, lost. They can never experience the true joy of Jesus Christ in a charismatic setting or whatever.
1: Wow. Yeah. I remember Father Ed talking about... Um, how like someone got divorced that he knew who was atheist and he talked about it in his homily that like he told them it was because they were atheist and because they didn't pray together wow. and was like see this is what happens if you don't like pray together then your marriage is gonna and you're fail preaching and, like, that to uh, your entire yeah. congregation
2: <laughs> no mention yeah. that and divorce I- rates are pretty much across the board like right, doesn't matter right. if you're a christian or religious atheist anything like yeah. It's
1: about 50%. Yeah. It's about 50%, yeah. And if it's not within the church, then there's probably some marriages that should be in. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that <laughs> are not. Okay. Wow. Uh, I yeah. would love to go
0: into the distinction, if you're willing, between Christ the King and other Catholic churches, because I know that you went to Christ the King for a while and then you ended up going to St. John's for a while. And I know a lot of people who have done that and myself included, um, grew up going to Christ the King. And then I think around the time, maybe I was 16, started going to St. John's and then Mm -hmm. left the church when I was, uh, 18 or 19. Okay. But it hit me when you mentioned you will never experience the full joy of Jesus Christ unless you're in this charismatic setting. And that's, that's what Christ the King was so much was this charismatic church. So do you mind telling us a little bit about your experience there?
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, as a kid, I remember Christ the King sort of in the same vein of homeschool group where it was, it was an itinerant church for a while. There was no like building. I remember like they had to build that little wooden altar in like a school gym or something for Sunday mass and everybody Mm -hmm. would set up and take down chairs. and it seemed like there was much more of just like a blue collar working class type of like you'd see people at mass in in their work clothes or in a hoodie or something and then as i got older and christ the king built this massive church and it was it became this like destination parish it Mm -hmm. wasn't like a community it wasn't your neighborhood parish where you went and saw your neighbors and everybody that you live around. It's people from Grass Lake, from Livonia, like everybody's sort of coming in to go to this Christ the King and see what it's about. Mm -hmm. It's like sort of this big production. And I don't know, it seemed like that maybe bred a bit of uh, maybe not elitism, but at least like a lack of humility that didn't quite sit right with me of Mm -hmm. like, it seemed very performative, like everybody's looks really nice. And the everything sounds great, the music's great, and everybody's getting into it. But it all seemed a bit like a facade to me like there was not a lot of actual. I mean, the preaching was similar in a lot of Catholic churches, but there wasn't Mm -hmm. there wasn't this humility that seems to be an underlying theme of Christ's message and i didn't so i didn't feel that like being portrayed as much at christ the king especially as time went on you know like if you're not participating like in charismatic worship like if you're not raising your hands or speaking in tongues and stuff it's like oh you're not you're not fully there you haven't committed you haven't jumped off that cliff yet so like compared with other catholic churches like going to like my grandparents church or a church on vacation sometimes you would get weird looks from parishioners there if you were like speaking in tongues or something people are like what the hell are you doing and so there was this kind of like we're catholic but we're also pentecostal Mm -hmm. or something yeah (laughs) like it's a weird
3: yeah yeah Yeah.
2: it's it's and that's a weird thing to try to explain to people too of like yeah i'm catholic i've got that catholic guilt and all of the the ritual and ceremony but I got some
3: extras.
0: <laughs> I, yeah but i
2: also know what it's like to speak in tongues and <laughs> yeah see people slain in the spirit and all that got a bonus track <laughs> yeah <laughs> an extra badge
1: yeah it was such an intense environment yeah did you grow up also going like in word of god prayer meetings and stuff or were you mostly in like the sort of groups that came out of word of God
2: mostly in the groups that came out of I remember as a kid going to more word of God stuff like at the okay the word of God offices or when um HVS used to be like in downtown Ipsy I remember going to a couple of like community things there but I was a kid so I was mostly just like making sock puppets or playing on the (laughs) playground not Um, like participating but I'm sure the adults were having weird talks and prayer meetings and all that (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) okay yeah because i always remember how like because we grew up in the sort of the spirit like the word of life yeah and so word of god it had split by the time like we were all in elementary and middle school and stuff and i remember when i started going to here on valley learning about word of god and there were like word of god kids who were also going to prayer meetings and Mm -hmm. stuff but it was different and it was like yeah, it was at Huron Valley, so they were like going there on the weekends, and I was kind of like, "What huh. are you guys doing? Like, what yeah. are you doing
2: this? <laughs> have you noticed? Like, was there a difference between Word of Life and Word of God? Like, any sort of substantial difference? In,
1: in my recognition, there was like, the it seemed like the kids who were in Word of God, it wasn't that it wasn't that big a part of their life. Yeah, like, like they were part of all the it was more the peripheral
2: mm-hmm. just everything that affected they were kind
1: of still it. part were, of like the yeah, downstream but like, yeah they weren't so much being like indoctrinated into this like like History. word of life like yeah <sighs> when you grow up you're gonna make this underway commitment yeah. and then you're gonna you know like and it was it seemed like a little more casual
2: okay the word of life is that stephen clark's split yeah version because yeah. i remember ralph mm-hmm. martin being like a mini celebrity in the word of god stuff like he was i went to a taping of one of his shows one time oh really yeah yeah i think it was through like a youth group (laughs) field trip type of thing
0: yeah 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 that's still going yeah yeah i've I've, uh, seen
2: some of his youtube videos and uh lots of end times type of prophecy
0: yeah Lots. It's so interesting to me that, like, your age and when you were involved and how involved your particular family was in the community depends on how much you know about it, really, yeah. and I guess that goes for anything, but it's, it's just so funny for me to, like... Have my sister here being like, oh, yeah, I can totally remember the distinction between the word of life and the word of God. And I'm like, to me, they were so blurred. Yeah. And I do not understand still how <laughs> right. they yeah. separate. Like, yeah. How they what joined. the split was about. <laughs> what and... the split was. Because like, yeah. our mom was so close to Ralph Martin. Huh. And like, mm-hmm. he was not in the community that we were in. and yeah. It was it's so Weird. murky.
2: Yeah. It's, it's good... hard
1: to make sense of. I'm yeah curious. i think there was sorry <laughs> i think there was um like mom worked for renewal ministries so it was almost like which was catholic yeah. like very catholic so i think Ra- it was almost like ralph martin was like her inspiration <laughs> her mentor in her cat in the catholic mm-hmm. sense and then it was like steve clark and community for like that side like, of every, things yeah so huh. i think like she probably experienced some conflict there too. Oh, absolutely, of like, I'm, sure, I'm sure. You know, these communities have split yeah. and I think that pro- I would be, you know, it would have been interesting to talk yeah. to her about like what was that like after you left sort of the spirit and then we're so close to yeah. Ralph Martin when he was like the the other <laughs> yeah. group, you know. Huh. It is it is strange cuz they're all so... they are yeah. so mixed up, but they're also like uh I think there's still some like.
2: It tension. It's kind of seems yeah. like it, and which is probably why like it seems like when we grew up, nobody nobody really talked about any of the tension or the split, or it was just sort of swept We're under the that, rug. Right? Like, don't the scandal is the bigger sin than anything. Like, you don't want to draw draw yeah. light to this. And
0: I love that phrasing. Scandal is the bigger sin.
2: I, I actually think like, I stole that from my younger brother talking about <laughs> stuff like this. Of like it it does seem like worse than any abuse or anything is bringing it to light and like, oh,
3: yeah, everybody
2: else is going to get involved. And what will, what will people think?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It seems very clicky yeah. in that, like the, mm-hmm. the image is what's worth protecting more than the people.
1: Man. Yeah, that's true. I love that you're
0: able to have those kinds of conversations with your siblings about that.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's one of the benefits of having a lot of siblings is <laughs> They all end up a little bit different. A lot
1: of people to process with.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, this is kind
0: of a big question and feel free to, you know, parse it up however you want. But, you know, one thing that we hear a lot from people is the impact on your worldview having grown up this way. And um, I'm just curious from your own processing of your experiences in community and what you think the biggest impacts on your worldview are having grown up in this?
2: Um, I don't know. That is something I I think about a lot, but can never quite articulate very well is the, like the basis of my morality and like the foundations of like how I view the world were based in this community and in Catholicism and Christianity more broadly. And I don't think that's all bad. There's a lot of good messaging in that and just a lot of sort of general wisdom and life advice not necessarily meant to be taken literally but it can apply to broad things so i, I do think that my sense of morality is still rooted in catholicism and christianity less mm-hmm. less community i think that's a lot of the stuff that i've shed as i got older
3: yeah.
2: um <laughs> but it, it has definitely taken a long time and I think one of the most helpful things for that was sort of going back to that. um, The idea that secular people are kind of inherently evil or misguided, but in my early twenties and stuff, I I was making new friends that were secular or atheists or whatever, and Mm -hmm. they were generally accepting of me and Mm -hmm. curious about what I believed and asked me, good questions and accepted my responses, but not necessarily like they would still question and be like, I don't agree with that. And why do you think that? And it was, it was a lot of for like, at having people ask me like, why do you believe that? And having to like, think about like, is this actually based in anything or is this just something yeah. that I haven't thought about? So it's just second nature to blurt out, no, this is what I believe without examining it at all.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: and i never never felt that in the the community or in my my experiences growing up of like it was already figured out the problem was how are you going to conform to this this view that somebody already figured out somebody who was mm-hmm. like twenty three and like yeah. some single college student thirty years ago yeah. like that's the guy who <laughs> figured it all out and you're you're the one who's disordered for not fitting into this very narrow worldview instead of like Mm -hmm. trying to come to your own sort of sense of religion or belief or faith or whatever you want
0: i can so understand that like particularly that feeling of just repeating like having people ask you those questions for the first time like wait why do you think that <laughs> yeah. why do you believe that and then because i experienced that a lot too going to college and yeah just meeting people from different backgrounds with different beliefs and them not persecuting me like i was told they would yeah was very strange and then very freeing in a way to be like oh <laughs> like
3: i can have
0: very candid conversations with you about this and you're not going to attack me. And yeah. actually you're helping me process what I actually believe. <laughs> like, we can even
2: disagree yeah. about things and it can still be okay. Yeah. But yeah, like yep. growing up in the community, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't remember any people asking me like why I believed a certain thing or like asked like my views on something. It was more not like really
0: any critical thinking. Yeah.
2: Follow this set rule, like this set of principles and, And you'll make it to heaven. You'll be good. Like. Totally. I think that never. Sorry.
1: Yeah. That like put, played into like parenting styles too. like, Like there was very little opportunity to make our own choices or like come to our own conclusions. And I think that made it really hard, you know, I'm speaking kind of broadly, but at least for some people to like, then go into the quote real world and have to make those decisions for kind of the first time of like absolutely oh okay now i have all of this freedom and like i have to have an opinion yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's like i don't know what's safe and not safe i'm just like i just have to figure it out now and
2: i mean it might be like a tactic of like they don't want you to, to leave like like they yeah, like Right, if, you're if, not supposed if, yeah, to, have yeah. to do that. <laughs> You're supposed to stay in the community and this is your support group and stuff and it's a very mm-hmm. conditional support group though, like these people will love and care for mm-hmm. you to a point and not past that mm-hmm. point
3: point. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. and I don't know, maybe like you mentioned with the parenting, some of that could be because everybody had 10 kids so there wasn't a lot of like, you couldn't explain something to <laughs> totally. one kid you just had to say this is what I said, yeah. and do it
1: yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: and then we could we could get into two of the differences in parenting for gender, <laughs> like oh,
3: yeah.
0: whether you know it's the you know son or the daughter that they're you know yeah can't even get into non-binary because that didn't exist to them. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm I'm glad to have you on for so many reasons, but also because we haven't had a lot of men on the podcast to talk about what that particular perspective is like, because um, it is very different. It was a very gendered uh, environment.
2: Yeah, and... uh, Biblical gender roles are really important for some yes. reason. <laughs>
0: very important. Do you have any <laughs> thoughts on that, on the difference? Yeah.
2: Um, I was raised in a... I have seven brothers and three sisters. So, like, our household was, like, very man-centric, very boys lots Mm. of boys and two of my two older sisters are way at the top of the line and then there's six boys in a row of which I'm the last and then my younger sister and then a younger brother so my younger sister was just inundated with all of us and uh I don't know there was definitely like this vague a bunch of vague platitudes about what means to be a man and a provider. And this is what you do. And this is what you don't do. This is, I think, by the time I came around, it was a lesser degree of like the men's and women's work, like you see in the early community stuff about like men are not supposed to change diapers and stuff like that. I think some of that had phased out probably just by necessity, because all these people had 10 kids and the mom needed somebody (laughs) to change the diaper. and hey, kid, you're it
3: yeah mm-hmm. um
2: but i think uh the most vivid for me was pine hills camp of like the the difference between boys camp and girls camp and obviously i never went to girls camp but at boys camp there was all this language of like well we're not girls camp like that's you're we're not making mm. crafts and all this stuff like we are doing guy stuff and there was like it was very much regimented like sort of a boot camp thing like you had to call everybody mr and sir and if you didn't you got dished out push-ups and then there was this (laughs) and you were like assigned to a squad and you were with that squad all week and you like got up and jumped in the lake and ran with your squad and then there was sort of like Uh, week-long war games, capture the flag thing that like your squad was in and you had these mission objectives every day to get to and stuff. And then there was also this, Hmm. like it was Hmm. the last three years of middle school, so like seventh, eighth, ninth grade. And ninth grade at boys camp had this like mythos around it. Like you didn't talk about it. It was like ninth grade, like something happened. Like at the beginning of camp, all of the ninth graders would just like council would run in say, ninth grade, let's go. And they'd run out into the woods for the better part of the day. And you were not supposed to talk about it. It Whoa. was just called milk and cookies.
3: Wait, what? <laughs> oh my God. What?
2: Yeah. Like you, what? you as a ninth grader were not supposed to tell the younger kids like what milk right. and cookies was. It was just like, <laughs> no, that's only for the big boys. And uh, when time it? came, it was just intense working yeah, out. Really like I, Once I made it to ninth grade, they have ran us out into the woods and they just made us run around this hill for a long time. And I remember seeing, like, one of my friends was just puking. Like, he was just standing by the side of this path, like, having to puke in front of all of the other dudes running past, like, wheezing and tripping. And, like, it's the middle of summer and you're just making these kids run around and then run to the top of a hill and do, like, a bunch of jumping jacks and push-ups and...
1: For what? God, I guess. what?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs>
1: yeah, that's interesting. Wow. I thought it was yeah. gonna be like a some kind of a like talk on like becoming an adult or Mostly whatever, just but, like, working it's literally out. Literally yeah. just running around yeah. the hill. Yeah. Which
2: I mean, I was okay. never a uh, super athletic kid, so it sucked.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Like yeah. I don't know yeah like it sucks that that's the only like version of masculinity yeah that they exactly there's, like, it's just so mm-hmm. awful
2: there's no other like avenues to pursue as as a yeah. guy like no this is this is actually yeah. what it means to be a man and it seems really yeah. shallow
1: yeah
0: i i feel like that's very damaging like yeah because especially if you're not like you're saying that type of person who enjoys that type of activity. Like what are you supposed to do? How is that going to affect your self yeah. image and the way you see yourself fitting into the circle of men around you? Like yeah. how can you? And even fitting
2: into like on in a smaller degree, like the, the community men around you or boys or whatever. Like,
0: yeah. Yeah.
2: So there was, yeah, I don't know. Wow. It was very weird. Did you guys go to girls' camp? Yeah. Was I think Was there I only like one year? Okay. Was there like a big prayer meeting?
3: Because mm-hmm, I remember, yeah,
2: I remember that being like something that was always hyped up. Of like throughout the week, like towards the end of the week, we're yeah. gonna have this big prayer meeting, and the cops have been called before because it's been too loud and rowdy. Because everybody's just worshiping Jesus no. too loud, and isn't that so cool? <laughs> oh my
1: gosh yeah i remember that like so much pressure around it
2: yeah and like a, i remember a lot of pressure to like this is where you're gonna receive your charismatic gifts like i remember seeing kids who have been you know run ragged all week then like get slain in the spirit and have this big emotional I wonder why thing because you've been yeah shocking and like i remember even father ed coming at one to one of the prayer meetings and be like if anybody's like unsure about your gift of tongues. Father Ed has the gift of like, interpretating tongues. So like go to him and he'll confirm if you've got real tongues.
0: He did that at ours too.
2: And was it real? Was it real?
0: For me, it was real. Apparently
2: same. Yeah. No, I I was told I should never doubt such a beautiful angelic language. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. My God. Were there people he said no to? I don't know for me. Oh,
2: geez. That's oh got my a... god! Yikes!
0: Because I remember being like, "Oh, that's it!" Hit that's... me like that. That feels bad. <laughs> you yeah, <shouldn't> do that. <laughs> like,
2: yeah.
0: Oh no! Just yeah.
2: trying to stifle free expression.
0: Yeah, super bad. That's. Um, I was hoping it was just a one-off story that he had come to the girls' prayer meeting and had us all line up and confirm whether or not we had the gift of tongues. But it sounds like that's a pretty common.
2: Yeah. We also had to line up and punch him in the stomach.
1: Yeah, tell me more about that. No, I was just I need talking to... to Jackie about this. I was like, wait, didn't... Because we were like, okay, what are the... You know, we know we have Christ the King. We have... And I was yeah. like, didn't Father Ed have, like, young boys People punch him punch in him? the stomach?
2: Father Pat, too. Yeah, which, and we yeah. know yeah, what yeah. happened there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I was actually just talking to my girlfriend about this yesterday. Like, that's weird that... You got two two priests really into getting punched in the gut? By young seems, boys. Yeah. Seems odd. Uh-huh. Uh, to say the least.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh,
2: yeah, I don't I don't get it. Like it, maybe it is just like since since they're a priest they still had to like well, I know I'm still a man though too. Like I'm still a tough guy. Mm-hmm. And
1: I mean, Father Pat. It has been made public that he was like blessing yeah. young boys, right? Yeah. So, yeah. and that
2: was part of it. It's, looking back on it, it's much greasier. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Not to wander into any territory you don't <laughs> yeah. want to talk about. <laughs> it. We don't well, have I, to. I mean, but I, it's, yeah, I have no. I mean, like, that's no like personal just...
2: experience in any. Like, I mean, I okay. punched him in the gut, but like yeah. nothing beyond <laughs> that yeah but yeah. looking back on it, it definitely just feels a it's little like, even it's a little weird yeah yeah, yeah.
1: absolutely mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah were there any moments at pine hills where men were you all as campers <laughs> were inspired to like talk about things even about like just religion or god or was there any moments of conversation or was it all mostly based on like physical activity I mean
2: there were there were talks and stuff okay. but not I don't remember as much like small group breakaway talk about it with each other I'm sure there was a little bit but I remember there being more just like camp counselors and stuff would give up and get these gut-wrenching stories and stuff and...
0: oh yes always
1: the like hard life testimonies
2: yeah those were uh, always
1: interesting to me because it was almost like the people with the best testimonies were the people who left and did really bad stuff and then came yeah, back. So yeah, it was kind of yeah. like, don't do this, but also but it, if you do, you'll have a great like, testimony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I used to like, <laughs> I used to try, when I was like trying to figure out what to do in a situation or whatever, I used to like look in the mirror and pretend I was giving my testimony. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: wow.
1: <laughs> and i would be like what would i want to say if i it's like 10 years from now and i'm giving my testimony what will it say <laughs> that's so telling yeah. <laughs> you know could still happen maybe yeah, in 20 years i'm gonna have a really know. great i used to, to have this, this podcast yeah. spreading <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> heresy
2: yeah Oh I've I always just lived in fear of like do not call on me to give a testimony don't oh, don't put me yeah. in front of a crowd do not get me up there
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> Very fair. man and that's hard when you're in charismatic groups where it's all yeah. about like yeah. expression
2: which is uh, my my charismatic gift was tongues because it was something that I could do quietly and like mm. sitting in a corner and do like I, I could never raise my hands like my My elbows are not going past my hips.
1: Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) So what was it like when you went to TMC after having all of these normalized experiences?
2: It was definitely like a bit of a a culture shock of, you know, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm fairly like I could. I'm number nine of eleven kids, so like
3: yeah.
2: I don't love large groups, but I'm also I also know generally how to be around large mm-hmm. groups. And so I just sort of uh, listen more than input.
3: Mm-hmm. so
2: there de- there definitely was a lot of stuff at TMC that was just like, this is very new and something I've never experienced before, and I just have to shut up. Sit here quietly. Take
0: it and all in. Just let it
2: wash over me. Yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Observe. Process. Yeah. 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 Repress. Okay. <laughs> the three steps of success. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: There were uh, a fair amount of um, community kids and ex homeschoolers who did TMC, though. So there was right. like still a fair amount of like. I mean, I. I kept the same friends from when I was child, like our neighbors grew up in the Mm -hmm. community and there's two boys that are once a year older, once a year younger, we all ended up going to DMC, living in the same neighborhood. Some of us (laughs) moved in once we moved out of our parents' house Uh, (laughs) and then we all left the church together. Um, (laughs) There
1: you go. Yeah. That's nice, actually.
2: That's actually really nice.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh,
2: so there was still like even at TMC, it wasn't like I was by myself there. It wasn't like I had gone off to college and was right. alone. Right, but it definitely was still a learning process of like how to act among people, normal people, <laughs> yeah. people, people that mm-hmm. didn't have the same experiences that I did growing up.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious to dive into another topic that is very prevalent in community um <laughs> the uh so getting to be in a new environment with lots of new people and everything starting to talk to people of the opposite sex more what was that like because purity culture in community <laughs> is so prevalent and for myself i know one thing that i found challenging was like how do i talk to to guys yeah. like I, I it was <laughs> it was a big learning curve and I'm yeah curious if you had a similar experience
2: a hundred percent like I I did not have any like friends that were girls from the ages of 10 to 20 pretty much like as a kid I had girl cousins and just like you know kids running around but then it, there was definitely sort of a period of like no girls do girl things boys do boy things and yeah I I never really interacted with girls that were not my sisters or my friend's sisters. And even then, it was still just, like, icky, like, oh, they're girls. We're going to go play with our duct tape swords and clothes.
1: Yeah. (laughs) We're going to (laughs) go Which, I mean,
2: yeah, yeah, like real men. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, it definitely was, like, a big... A big change, just trying, like learning how to talk to members of the opposite sex.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: um But also not—I don't know—I I never felt like I fit into the masculinity culture as much. So mm-hmm. in my early twenties, I had more friends that were girls than boys. In just yeah. a, like I don't know, I'm a little little softy boy. So <laughs> I, I think it was. It was interesting and like i could ask these people questions and like i don't know it was very it was good yeah to be able to just like that's good you know uh these people aren't some other species totally. <laughs> they're,
3: yeah they're just yeah. people
2: they're people like you and so yeah. much of like community talks that i remember from like youth group and stuff is really focusing on the differences between men and women
3: and like yeah. well
2: you know women just think this way that's how all women right. think <laughs> and all men think this way and it's mm-hmm. like that's bullshit like that's not yeah. true it's right. it's all the spectrum people like i've met butch girls and nancy boys like it doesn't fucking matter right and it, yeah. it's not it's not cut and dry
3: no right
2: and I don't know. So it, it was almost a relief finding all that out. Like, yeah, Oh, absolutely. these are just people. Like, totally. They're just normal people. They have, they yeah. have the same wants and needs as anybody else.
0: Yeah. I can absolutely relate to that.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. From my perspective of like the purity culture, you know, I similarly have never felt like I fit into the like cultural feminine, standard Mm -hmm. or whatever so um but i always felt like i got the message of not being a temptation to men so strongly that i was like part of that i feel like morphed into like don't even like talk to them (laughs) so it like that for me was like learn talking to men and realizing that not all of them are going to intensely like be tempted by me or some weird thing yeah. like was really refreshing to experience <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah okay cool they're safe <laughs> all right yeah <laughs> like,
2: and it's, I don't it's know, okay it seems, like it seems so like perverse to just like paint men with this broad brush and like keep keep yeah. reinforcing to to boys and girls like in the community like you you are a temptress jackie like if you right. do anything and then i'm like if you like you are going to be tempted all the time, like that's you as right. a man, like you are just going like, to walk you have walk no control like, yeah like, exactly is that? Like,
3: no
0: yeah. no
2: like yeah, that's to right. just put it so narrowly and like that like you almost have no autonomy, like this is just going to happen,
3: right,
0: yeah, and,
2: like I don't know, that's demeaning,
0: yeah, to, Definitely. to everybody <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's it's hurtful to everybody, like it doesn't do anybody any good,
3: mm-hmm
1: yeah i think it also sets up an environment where people can justify abusive behavior really easily yeah because the men can say like well i was tempted like what am i supposed to do i'm a man and then the girl will be like well it must have been my fault i must have done something because i'm the not just like
2: yeah i was wearing a short skirt oops exactly yeah it
1: like completely sets it up for that to just happen and never be found out and
2: then to be swept away yeah yeah like Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah there is i don't know for as much talk of the outside world being this like carnal evil place like there's a really weird uh yeah just language around how they they taught us
0: thanks for diving into that deep yeah deep well of a subject f- with me yeah. for a moment there because I know that that's, that's something that I just, for me, is one of the biggest impacts of my worldview that I've experienced mm-hmm. from community and um, just uh haven't been able to talk to a lot of men about it and about yeah. their experience from that. So, yeah, I just appreciate you
1: sharing that. Yeah. Of course. So your parents were like some of the original members right
2: yeah uh my parents met at u of m in the early 70s i think they got married in 75 okay so and i think
1: like like, right around yeah and
2: they were like living in all the community household with all those people okay and so they were it was definitely like part of yeah how they met yeah the one I guess weird thing for me about that is that like, it seems like that was my parents' act of rebellion against their parents.
3: Oh, both my okay. my
2: grandparents are still were still Catholic and everything, but much more of that rigid old school. Like, no nah, priests are a separate thing. You don't you're not friends with priests. Like, we just go to church and stuff. We're not raising our hands. We're not being involved yeah, that yeah. much. It's very cultural, not like. An infused everyday part of your life mm. and my parents you know it was like the 60s and 70s and like they they got on the Jesus freak train a little bit and it seems like that <laughs> that was, was their like, hippie <laughs>
1: moment yeah, yeah and which
2: seems like yeah. kind of how the community got people back then of like totally everybody was trying to be their own kind of counterculture movement mm-hmm. and then that's how they latched onto that like feeling in people like they knew that something needed to change
1: yeah but yeah.
2: i i think they exploited it from my yeah. personal belief
1: i would agree with that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um so then when this split happened in like the nine 1989 1990 did your parents it sounds like they stayed in word of god
2: yeah i think at so. at that point and, the
1: like ralph martin end of things yeah
2: Definitely. Yeah, and I think I was born in '90s, so like that, the split happened. Like, yeah,
1: it was our fault.
2: Yeah, Yeah, hell yeah.
0: (laughs) And the ones that came after, we are the
1: best. (laughs) Inheritors. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's just it's always so. We've had a couple, not in a while, I guess, but some comments of like well, you can't, I don't know, no one wants to claim responsibility for the (laughs)
3: problems. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Like, there's, like, well, you can't really lump Christ the King in with all of this. And it's, like, I mean, it literally came out of it. Yeah. As well as, like, Huron Valley, Pine Hills, all these things. Yeah. People will be like, well, that's not really community. I'm like, "Mm, it is, It wouldn't be there without
2: community, though. Right,
1: right, right. Yeah. They were founded on the same principles Bedrock. by the same <laughs> people yeah, yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> i don't know yeah yeah I've, yeah it just always makes me laugh <laughs> yeah i'm always <sighs> curious about the how it's
0: changed like people say so often like well it was different then but now it's fine but it's kind of the same thing where it's like well you gotta look at how it started yeah
2: and if, if nobody talks about like if everything keeps trying to get swept under the rug like it right. really How changed you know? and right, even yeah. if it has changed you haven't examined any of the reasons like any of the history of why you're there or yep. why it had to change yep yes yeah,
1: i think people have a right to know the history of something they're choosing to make a lifetime commitment yeah, to
2: 100 we could
0: put yeah. that on a t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: a long t-shirt <laughs>
0: It's okay. We'll make it work. The well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your weekend to come talk with yeah, us. Yes. Yeah. Sure, Really, really appreciate it, and okay. love seeing you around, Ipsy. Um, <laughs> thank thank you for supporting us. And um, yeah, yeah.
2: No, I, yeah. I mean, I, I really like listening to all the episodes, and this will probably be the only one that I don't listen to. So, oh, <laughs> come
1: on, you gotta listen. You gotta listen. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> gotta
0: know if we need to cut anything out like that do
2: it live run it live
0: all right perfect well have a great rest of your weekend thank you yeah i was just gonna say i
2: appreciate you guys having me on and yeah
1: Yeah. oh happy to. too yeah Cool. Yeah, it's been nice to talk to you more because I know yeah. I've like seen you around my entire life. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's probably so, the longest I've talked to you. Yeah. So. Well, you're a girl,
2: so I never. <laughs> right. Talked yep.
1: To you.
0: Nope. <laughs> <Ten feet. Yeah. laughs> Thank you to everyone listening, and please rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, we do have some merch available uh so if you are interested in a t-shirt uh feel free to message us on instagram or facebook we can make that happen for you and um do something nice for yourself if you feel
1: shitty do something nice for somebody else (laughs) it helps
3: (laughs) Bye. bye